Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Justin Palmer Show. Today's guest is General Judd from, well, from New York and uh, by way of the Carolinas. We had an incredibly soulful conversation about General's experience growing up black in the South, how that shaped his journey, how some random people along the way helped free him from some of the things that were holding him back and just the beauty of his journey through life, meeting Sidney Portier, who was his idol, um, performing for almost two decades in the blue man group, uh, as one of the, the blue men and really just the human existence, uh, as, as he sees it now. So yeah, this was, a this was a special one. I, I hope you guys truly enjoy it. General is an incredible human being. I'm truly proud to call him a friend and you know, I think uh, we all have something to learn from his story. Hope you enjoy. It's a Justin Palmer show. Here we, here we go. Woo. Here we go. Live and direct, straight out of Brooklyn, <laughs> by, by way of the of the Carolinas. Yes. How you doing, yes. man? I'm good, man. Yes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> How is it that you didn't get that Southern draw? Did you have it at one point? You know what? I did. Uh, it was really heavy. Uh, when I was in high school, I took radio and television broadcasting, of all things, uh, and worked on it hard to, to get rid of it because, you know, I, I thought... You know, I actually thought I wanted to, to be in radio. We had a, uh, a radio station uh, that we would uh, do shows in the summer. And so I worked on getting rid of my accent. So I would have that sort of uh, from nowhere. You could just be anywhere and everywhere. But it comes back when I when I go home, you know, to the Carolinas, my family, it's back immediately. You know, the words get drawn out and I'm saying y'all and Let's get some biscuits and all of that kind of stuff like that, man. You know how it is down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Do you, when you talk to your parents, do you, does it like naturally come out? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all of that stuff is built in us. You know, when you're around certain friends, you got a certain voice. Uh, I remember you know, my daughter one time asking me, she's like, like certain friends. She's like, why do you talk like that with them? You know, like with some of my friends. Uh, who, who were just like, yo, man, yeah, what's up, blah, blah, blah. you know, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got different voices for, for, for different friends and, and different things. I say, it's, it's all me, but, you know, it, it's the timing or the, the years that I've spent with someone. And, and so that reflects on the way that I am with them. And, uh, and then sometimes it, it just goes in and out sometimes also. That's wild. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's, I remember, um, when I first moved to New York and people were like, Oh yeah, I never thought I had an accent. I was like, Oh, I don't have an accent. <laughs> right? yep. And so I moved to New York and they're like, you have a weird, you're not from here. Right. And I was like, how do you know? And they're like, you have an accent. And I was like, no, you have an accent. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing, but but I knew I knew I had one. It was it was crazy, crazy heavy. And uh, my when I my sister, my oldest sister, dude. Sometimes now she calls me. I cannot understand her. It's <laughs> <laughs> but it's how we grew up. She she talks really fast, and it's that southern drawl, and she goes on, and it's really funny. It makes me laugh. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. I I didn't realize. I never really thought about that until now. And in terms of like your the heavy draw that you yeah. just don't have. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what was that like to? get rid of that from, I mean, what, what was that like going through that experience as a teenager, getting rid of something that is like a natural part of who you are? Was that strange? You know what? It wasn't because I had my eye on other things, um, to just to what my interests interests were. Um, uh, I didn't want to be, uh, you know, we were, we were, from this poor community and, you know, growing up in the South and, you know, there's a stigma that, that comes with that whole thing. I had my eye on, you know, on getting out of that and being away from that and being able to uh, go out into the world and see the world and be accepted uh, no matter where and what you were doing. Because, yeah, people do sort of, of course, judge you on if you've got a Southern accent or if you, you know, a certain way and certain things like that, people are, are like that. And so I, I wanted to kind of change that and, and have this other thing that I could say, Hey, I'm, I'm going over there or I can, I can be over there and I can, um, you know, fit in and, you know, in some, some weird way. Uh, but, but I'm still from the South. I can't, you can't take that out. And, and I, and I'm still me and I still show up in this body in this form, you know, but, but I've, I remember one time I was, uh, <laughs> I was on the phone in a bathroom or something in a place where I took my kids or something for something. And I was in the bathroom and I was on the phone, uh, and came out of the stall and there was a guy in there and he's like, damn, man, I, I thought, I, <laughs> this is what he said. He said, I thought you were a white guy. <laughs> I was like, it's like what? He, he's like he's like you don't you don't just you don't sound black. I was like what what do you mean I don't sound black? He's like no nah, you don't sound. I was like oh so I'm not using the the right words or something like that. But you know and, and my phone call was just uh, just normal conversation. But people have a stereotype. They have a stigma. They have a thing how we all should fit in in a box and we don't. You know and and that's. I think that is the box that I actually wanted to, to get out of and, mm -hmm. and not, but it, it works for you and it works against you, uh, kind of, but, uh, I, I guess why not have those tools? I can go in and out and, and, and it's not that I'm, I'm not being me. I am being me, but, uh, I'm definitely, uh, aware of who I'm talking to and, and who I'm, you know, it's, it's, I'm the same person, but. But I know there's levels of, of my personality that I that I use and my voice is a part of that. So you make it work. Yeah. It's um it's fascinating to hear you say that. I've I've never had like a discussion like that. I, I grew up in a way, um also not not super well off, right? Not not like dirt poor, we didn't have a roof over our head, right? We we had that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And 
I remember one of my first memories is we lived in a one bedroom house that was probably the size of like a decent sized New York one bedroom. Yep. And it was my mom, my sister and me, and we had, we had just transitioned out of a woman's shelter that we were in for a short period of time. Cause my mom was in like an abusive relationship. I was very young, probably three. And there was another family that lived with us. I have no idea how long I haven't really talked to my mom about this that much, but I have no idea how long they lived with us for. And it was a black family. It was a woman and her son. Right. And me and him, I, we just became best friends. We we're like same age playing a watching 18 my mom let me watch 18 on this like black and white box with the with the v antenna oh yeah dude, i remember those man and i'm so grateful for that experience because i never saw the world in terms of color you know yeah. i never i just never have and so it's yeah. what's happening right now is it's a bit foreign to me because i don't identify with it at all and uh, it, it's interesting for me to hear you say that because that must have been shocking to have someone say that to you, like coming out of the bathroom. You know? Yeah, 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 it, it was. But, you know, being from the South, um, I same same thing for me. I didn't view the world um, from a black and white or perspective because at an early age, I was... Um, just open to every person and everything, but because of racism uh, in the South, yeah, I learned that early on that I was this to to people, a other thing or a second thing or a uh, something to be talked about and, and looked down upon, and and it was, yeah, it became you know, this is this whole reason that we're going through this whole thing. Now it, be, it became a part of my life where I knew, uh, certain people to avoid, uh, know what to look out for those dangers, those things that we now have to, you know, tell our kids, you know, put your hands on 10 and two. I mean, I was, I grew up in the South, um, you know, way back when, um, and I think I remember, you know, that I remember there was, of course, the Emmett Till story and things. So my parents had that in their minds, in their heads, in their fears. Um, and so they would worry about that. They knew how things were. And and so they were they were they would put that out there. They would they would give us that warning to say, hey, don't say that to that person. Don't whistle at that girl. Don't don't, you know. All of those things, because those things result in, as we know, uh, really bad things. You know, that's why this country is where it is today. And I'm definitely a product of, of that, of that, of that kind of racism. So I am definitely aware. And I mean, it took, it took a long time um, to not judge people based on visual. But when I moved to New York, um, I remember being in the you know, meatpacking district. And I think there was the bar hogs and heifers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, and these big rest bro, in peace hogs and heifers. I don't think it exists anymore. Right. No, no. The rents got too damn high. Yeah, man. Uh, and I remember like these big burly beefy guys in, in my mind, that's, you know, you think that's, that's someone that's going to be, you know, the term redneck or whatever. 
uh, and they're going to be, you know, it's a problem or it's going to be a problem. And it wasn't. And so that was a learning a thing that, that threw me for a loop. Uh, and it took, it took time to, to break that down and break that away. And because, and as we see today, people who are on that side, you would never know. You, you can't mm-hmm. judge anyone by the way they look or anything like that, or even the people of my own color. You can't, you can't judge and say, Hey, you're going to be on my side. That's not true. Uh, so, you know, ra- you know, this whole racial thing, man, is, is, is crazy. It's deep. It's, um, it, but it needs to be discussed in the, in the way that it's being discussed because I mean, we're grownups we're, 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 we're here to, to move the world and to change things and to, uh, try to be fair. Uh, but that, that's not the case we, we know. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's such an interesting thing, man. You know? Yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing it openly because I don't know how much you've I mean, I've never had a deep conversation about this. Um, not because, I mean, the strange thing is like who I end up hanging out with are the people who are completely open and don't have those things you sh- that I know of. Right? Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, same here. And, you know, I remember coming across it even in a small town in the Northwest. Like I, you know, a lot of my friends, we, we were just all poor. Like we're in the, you know, there was like, kids from Thailand, there was the Filipinos, there were some black kids, there were some Mexican kids, like all this stuff. And we all hung out together because everybody was in the same neighborhood, you know? And so I remember encountering a couple things when like external people would come in that didn't live in the neighborhood, like somebody's friend of a friend and that would like bubble up into something. But I can't imagine being fully present in that experience every day to the point where your parents are like, Hey, you have to be aware of this the way you and I would say you need to be aware of like who's around you in New York city, right? You have right. to pay attention to your surroundings. It's like, it puts people on high alert. Dude. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, to, for people to think that that doesn't exist uh, or how a race of people or, 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 or women also uh, aren't affected by things that are, you know, just systematically wrong. Um, and to, and to be on alert, you know, like you say, if a woman dresses a certain way, she's got to be on alert that some guy is going to act a certain way or, or, or something which is not correct. And those are the things that definitely are, you know, being worked on, but, but they have to just continue every day, everything that we're doing, every person should be responsible to, um, to take into account what they're doing and what they're saying to people and, and how they make someone else feel. And yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Uh, I, yeah, I came to New York, uh, with, with this racial thing. Um, I mean, when I, yeah, I used to work in film production. Um, and I would keep my distance from people sometimes. And I didn't even mean to, but it was just this insecurity of, who I knew who I was and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I, my place is, was, is over here. Um, and I remember talking to an actor and I was, it was actually on, I was on the film crew on, on the abyss, uh, this, this, you know, film with James Cameron and, and this, all these people that were, you know, it was, it was just mind blowing for me, but to, to be standing on set and, you know, talk to these actors. And I remember at the rap party, 
like I was keeping my distance and and one of the actors came over. He's like, yo, man, what's up? He's like, we, we've seen you every day at work and you, you're doing your thing and you're you're working. He says, why don't you come over and talk? And then we, we got into a deep conversation and he was like, oh, it's the, it's the racial thing that is in that's preventing you from just being free. Uh, hmm. And that that made it really made me think. I was like, wow, if I was completely did not have that thing in me that was underneath um who who would i actually be who would i who, how free what would i create what would i do I, you know I, I actually still you know think about today you know today and that, and that was years ago um who would we all be who would who would you know people who felt like they haven't been kept down what would they accomplish that if you knew that every dream or everything that you could accomplish um, could happen, could really happen. And, we're, and I'm not talking about the lottery or some something like that where, oh, let's let's spend our money and try to win more money. No, it's like there are people who they didn't go to the best schools and do the best things, but they have some great ideas, but they don't have the confidence to to say, hey, I could create a business that does this. I mean, things are slowly happening now and there's entrepreneurs that are doing things, but um yeah, I, I just remember just when you don't, when you're not taught something at, at an early age, which a lot of people are, they, you, you know, depending on where you come from. And that's the, that's the awareness that we need now for people who know that they had an advantage and had this thing and, and it, it means something to other people. There are other people who, who don't want to move ahead in life and, and do these things, but there are others who do want to do that. And they, mm -hmm. but they, felt like they couldn't or they didn't know how or they didn't um you know they they just you know you you've they need help they need some support they need some some something to say hey you know what you you now can do that because look we've got these things in place and we've we've got people in place and we've got um uh, you know, you have heroes to look up to, you know, as far as it's business or, or anything or film or, or TV, anything like that. It's like we all need someone to, to let you know that all things are possible and not that a system can tell you or make it where it's not possible because, you know, you, that's that that just came with, with the history of this country. So it's, you know, I don't even, you know. It, yeah, I mean, I think it it's beyond the history of this country, right? It's the history of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It, and that's what I, my observation is. People have a tendency to need to label things. Exactly. And I think from a, I've never read anything about this, but I think from like a, a biological perspective that probably served a purpose at some point like you need to be like oh that's a fucking lion <laughs> right right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a stream of water i can drink that you know what i mean right yeah. but we've as our civilization has evolved to this high level with a high degree of technology that labeling is now going to these things that in reality in the in reality of the human experience they don't even matter right right it's like, okay, it, close your eyes, talk to a person and you know, you're just having a human conversation. That's it. That's it's all. really that it, 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 it is. I know that sounds simple, but it actually is that simple when it you is. are aware, like you said, I think, you know, I think that's a great point that 
is getting brushed over in how we educate children. We're at even in a subtle way, the kids in New York or wherever you are, they go to a good school. They're taught that they go to a good school. Mm-hmm. It's inherent. Some, somehow they pick that up. I don't know how they pick that up, but I've noticed my kids picking that up, even though I've never talked about it to them. Yeah. And I just say, I try to teach humbleness in it, in that I was like, well, not everyone has that opportunity. So let's try to appreciate that. And let's also respect that other people don't have that opportunity. And it's not so much like a race or a gender thing. It's a human thing. I'm not yeah, like they exist in the racial context, in the gender context, but they also exist in other things. Like you see, it goes all the way through to like football fans, right? If you're oh, yeah. a New York Giants fan and you go to Philadelphia and I'm not trying to make light of the situation, People, they will, Philadelphia fans will beat you up oh, yeah. in the parking lot, of you know, and it's, it's this human need to put an us versus them mentality. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. as our civilizations have grown and like cities have come together, there's a need to evolve from that. And I think that's, I think that's what's happening right now, which is a, ultimately a good thing. I think it's challenging how it's coming out and surfacing in society because it's still, it's just like humans do. They're like, you're either with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, we're going to go to war. And then the other side is doing the same thing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I'm like this at some point, this cycle has to stop. I don't know why it's so clear in a conversation like this, but then when people get around each other in a protest or in a, in you know, something that's meant to be positive, it just goes off the fucking rails. It does, man. It, and that's why all of this, man, it's deep. It's, it's like you, you would think it is that simple. Just a conversation. If, if people who are believe one way, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with people disagreeing. And totally. They, 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 that's okay. That's, that's, that's how we should learn and how we should be like, Hey, he didn't agree with me. We don't have to fight. We don't have to, uh, that's, that's the thing. Everyone thinks that it's crazy to me. It blows my mind. I, I, you know, that people think that you have to agree on everything. If you're even a football fan, or if you're you're having a conversation, like you said, about anything, people think that, oh, if I'm having a conversation, oh, you have to agree with what I'm saying. It's like, no, I don't. But even if we don't agree, it's okay. It's completely right. okay. We don't have to, it didn't have to go any further than that. But now, like I said, there's all these labels that everyone, they're like, oh, they're left, they're right, they're over here, they're, they're this. It's like, yeah, we can be all of those things, but there has to be, there should not be any violence, any uh, fighting. There's disagreements. Yeah, sure. That happens all the time. I mean, we, that's what we teach our children that, uh, oh yeah, it's, so-and-so is, has your toy. You want it back now? They're not going to give it back. You got to be patient. Uh, they, they're not agreeing with you. You're not agreeing with them. It can be worked out without a fight. And that's, that's all we need to do. It's, it's very simple, but we have complicated it just to the end where it's, it's just, it's, it's not good. And we need, we need that change and we need it to, it's going to be a long time before all for of sure. that, that change that we're looking for to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's got to be a daily, 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 and daily, day in and day out, uh, you know, 
just we got to grind it out and we got to be better at, at everything that we're doing and everything that that we're about. You know, like you say, even with the the environment, same thing. We got to it's it's almost November in New York. And for the last two or three years, it's been warm. I mean, we know that's happening everywhere. So it's it's like this is this is all a real deal. So we, we've got to be better than what we, you know, what we've been in these all these years that we've been in. We've been here a long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think there's like, regardless of what the science says about anything, there's just just like in how you interact with your family you want to pursue kind of the highest values, right? So if you're going to go build a company or build something externally um, or create something, no matter what it is, be a responsible human. And I, I wanted to go back to something you mentioned because you mentioned that this conversation at a rap party kind of, it sounds like that was a impactful conversation with a relative stranger. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't. I didn't know the guy, but he saw my distancing myself from everyone else uh, as a um, form of something. Because I guess you know he saw that I was a nice guy or whatever. But he, you know, that my uneasiness uh, or my not my confidence in a certain thing or being around, I don't know, people and and, and just opening up without. It, but, but it, it was my, um, upbringing, my, uh, experiences. Uh, I was, I was in a safe environment, but still what I had created within myself, probably for years, um, put me in a place, um, that, um, needed to be worked out. And, 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 you know, he obviously saw that and, and it was great. We had that conversation and I, and I always remember that story. I mean, because here I was on on this amazing project and meeting all these amazing people, but here I am uncomfortable and I'd been there for months um, and still had this uneasiness. I was still in the South, of course. And, you know, I went home every night and 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 had to deal with Southern things because they, they still existed because of, you know, things that people would say to you and and the stories and the guys in the trucks that would chase you and, and throw stuff out at you and tell you these things, you know, and it's like all of that stuff. Yeah. It, it adds up after a while. And, but, but you grow and you see that it's more about those people than yourself. And so, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's a great point. Yeah, that's exactly what I teach my kids when they experience something, you know, someone says something that hurts their feelings or they're experiencing it. I'm like, this is you have a choice to stay on a higher frequency, right? Or drop to a lower frequency. And it's okay. Either one is okay. You know, the question is, do you want to be at that low frequency? And they're like, No, I don't like it. I don't like how I feel. And like, those conversations, when they're young, I'm like, dude, I'm probably gonna have this conversation. 5,000 times. Oh yeah. In various forms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man, yeah, it, yeah. It's a great it's a great point to be like hey, uh something whatever someone else says or does, it doesn't need 
to impact you, right? right. And in a way, right. it's it's impacting you, but it's impacting you at the level of the ego, right? For your right. need to fit in and to be social and, you know, like to feel welcomed in a way. Completely. And I think what I've found in my own journey, because my thing wasn't that I had a different skin color. I just had a different situation, right? I grew up without my father around and it created a, all the feelings that you're expressing. I can, I can resonate with in the context of my own experience. Right. In that I didn't feel comfortable because I felt like something was missing. Right. I didn't, I didn't have something that a lot of other people had. And that makes you really uncomfortable in a social setting as you become more aware of it. Right. You know, and then as you pro, you know, it took me like 20 years, but as you process it, you're like, Oh, that's just an illusion. Yep. <laughs> right. That's, that's like, the- it's just a total illusion. And that's, that is the thing where you had to learn that same, same with me. It took me years to realize that it, it is about the other people. Uh, and that illusion that I've created from those incidents and things, um, yeah, we're illusions, uh, but they, I mean, they exist and they're really there and they're in your face, but you know, it's, it's how you move through them and what you learn from them to be able to, to move on in life and to, to better yourself and to, uh, come out on the other side and with a positive outlook on it all, because you have to, because if, if not, you will be, you know, it will destroy you. I mean, look where we are today. We're, we're in a situation that has been around far too long. Like I said, this we're backing up mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, no one wants to go back to, to way things were way back when, and feel those feelings that we're talking about. It's like, no one wants to, but these things are still happening. People are still being targeted and, and violence is happening to, to people all over the world and, and all over uh, that doesn't need to happen. And people are saying, oh, I'm, I'm fearful of that person because of, yeah, an illusion. Same thing. I'm, I was afraid for, of them because of this. It's like, yeah, there's a, anyone can say that. You can, right. you can say that about any situation or anything that I was afraid for my, my life for this or for that or, or, or to. So this is, this is definitely a time to uh, fix it. We got to fix it. But one stone, one rock, one story, one thing at a time. And and, it's, and I'm glad that I'm here to be able to to pitch in what I can pitch in to, to help fix it, man. You know, because that's yeah. That, well, your story is incredible. I mean, even just thinking I, I had a question for you. If uh, if anyone else in your family decided to move out of the south and kind of transcended through that or have you were you the main one because i i i'm curious <laughs> i am the main one uh every everyone else they're still there um they still pretty much um you know they're, they're, they're from the south they still live that that southern way uh it's it's interesting for me because i've stepped out of that and i and I've, i i wanted to live a different lifestyle anyway I, I had my eyes set on you know i wanted to be an actor and when i was a kid um a crazy story my um whole reasoning uh for saying what i think what i said earlier about getting having heroes uh my hero was uh was sydney portier uh when i was a kid i looked a lot like sydney portier which was 
you know, that just happened. That had nothing to do with me. It had nothing. I remember as long as I could remember being a kid growing up, people would stop my mom and me and say, your kid looks like Sidney Poitier. Or is that his son? Is that, you know, and just it would happen a lot. And I just sort of was like, okay, when I got old enough, you know, I would watch his movies and I was like seeing who this person was. And yeah, I could see the resemblance. And so it became a power that I had. All of a sudden I had this extra thing that made me special. Uh, and it elevated me. It made me see a, a side of my world, my lack of financial living, the way that we lived and things. Yeah. We, I mean, we, yeah, I remember uh, our lights were turned off for three months and my, you know, it was great. My mom, we made the most of it. We, we barbecued. It happened to be summer. <laughs> and the, the crazy thing is my cousins who live close by, whose lights were on, would come to our house because they were like, this is awesome. We're going to hang out with you guys. And so, yeah, it, it sounds crazy. But, you know, even in those those hard times, we made the most of it. So so my in the, in the, the Sydney thing just put my eye on like, oh, a black man could look what he's doing could be different you could you could live in a in a way and and move through life in in this this way that that i'd never seen before uh and in, in high school so then i got interested in acting and that whole thing and so that that put my sight on on that uh and so that's that's how i got involved in, in movies i was in school i quit school when that well, yeah when i got on the james cameron film um just to be in the art department i i got wind from a friend um, and that rhymed, it wasn't supposed to, but, <laughs> and, uh, that, that she was working on a movie and she was like, it's the abyss. And I didn't know what that was. And I said, get me on because the only thing I heard was movie. And so that was my connection, my whole thing. And so I, I quit school. I got on that film and it turned into a long career, but it put my sights in a place that it was, it was magic to me. I was like, I'm seeing the elite of Hollywood right there. I'm at so-and-so's house right now it was you know it fed my ego it fed mm -hmm. something that that i was interested in and something that i wanted so for me that's what pulled me away from the south and and my family they saw that in me and they they're that's they're still there and and i love them for, for that and you know it's like my direction and my path has led me you know here in new york which uh you know is is, is just great because I, I, I can't, I couldn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't stay in the South. I, I've spent my life there and, and I know what that's like and it wasn't giving me what I wanted and I, and I wanted something different. Yeah. So. That's uh, incredibly powerful. Yeah. No, no, sorry. And, and, to, and to, to go back to that, um, just in happenstance, I, um, at one point, I got to spend the day with Sidney Poitier. Um, I had a friend wow. who, who, who I got into the film industry, a good friend. Uh, he was in North Carolina. I was living in New York. Um, and he was working on a film. He was a driver. And he says, uh, you're not going to believe it. Guess who I'm driving? You know, he became the personal driver to Sidney. He, he told Sidney my story. He's a, he's a good friend who looks like you and he's, he's acting in New York. I was doing blue man group. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, which, you know, which was, is different. Um, and Sydney said, 
I want him to come down. I flew from from New York to to North Carolina straight to the film set that he was working on. He was working on a movie, um, and it was crazy. And I was there. His people met me. It was. I was outside. He cut for a scene or something. He came right over to me, and I started crying. It broke. Wow. It broke me down. Um, you know, here's someone that I'd seen who set me on my path and he came over to me and we, I spent the, the entire day with him. Uh, and it was, it was, it, it, it shaped my, my life. And, and at first, you know, I, I set it up for myself because it was my choice to look and see who he was and to have him as a sort of a mentor for me a marker for life and what what's possible. And here this man was in the sixties um, who won the, you know, the first black actor to win the, you know, the Academy award and, and things. So I, it was a great marker for me to have. And for, for him to, you know, be so such an amazing person. I mean, it's one of the greatest people I've ever met. Uh, his heart is, is huge uh, to invite this, this kid down, he didn't know anything about me. He didn't, he, he's got a million things he, or people he could have invited down. He's, he was like, come. And I came and he can't, you know, and we spent the day, we had lunch and we talked and we, yeah, man, it was, it was great. And I think every person needs to have someone like that in there. If you can find your own thing that drives you to something to make yourself better, to improve yourself, to set your sights or to find out who you are and to do what your life is meant to do and, and to be. And, and so that was, that was really, really, really big for me. Dude, that is fucking beautiful, man. I'm like tearing up from that. Oh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, no, man, it was, it was really special. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that incredible how um, strangers can mention something to you in passing and you're like, oh, what is this? Who is this person? What is this thing that people are referencing? And then yeah. you're, you transcend that if you connect with it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that, the power, that's, that's wild. Dude, the power that we put it in the universe. I mean, you, you know all this. The, the power that we have that... Once you tap in, into it, because I spent years with this man in my mind, in my in my thing, uh, and the in the universe made it happen. I made it happen, you know. Right. That. that yeah. There. There. That that moment did not have to happen, but it did, and I will. And I felt the power in me, made making that happen. And, you know, and I, and I, I, I take that. I say that, Hey, all things are possible. People can, you can make whatever happen that you need to happen, happen. As long as it's for good, you're not going to hurt anyone. You're not going to do anything wrong. But if your soul and your spirit, if you're aligned with something, you can make it happen. You know? Yeah. Were you, I want to ask you a couple of questions around this because I think it's important for people to understand, uh, there's different strategies 
to exist in that power of the universe. Beyond kind of respecting and idolizing Sidney Poitier for what he did and who he was and as a model, right? As a role model, were you like intentional about the pursuit of meeting him in any way? Or were you just in the creative flow and that just happened? The way you made it sound is it, it just, it literally just happened, right? And yeah, I, I want it. I want the true story of that to come out because I think it's really important. I think it was the energy that I put into the universe with that. Um, because it, it felt important to me that, that someone existed that made me feel and be a certain way that I had become. Um, uh, you know, it was sort of a, um, it, you know, the crazy thing is, it's like I always knew that that would, would happen which is which blows my mind like (laughs) when it happened i was not surprised that it happened yeah Uh, because my beliefs are you know i believe that yeah you can you you know when people would sort of get into this mode of like they say you know like people set celebrities and rock stars and people up on this high thing for me i don't know maybe because i was in the film industry it it did. It, it felt. I felt like they were just people. Everyone. And, and my thing is in the world, we're all just people. Everyone is just a person. So what makes you not think that you can't talk to that person or meet that person or uh, anything like that? Here I was with some kid from North Carolina, and then one day I'm standing on a movie set, and James Cameron is calling me over to to do something. Why? Why not? Why? Why not? Why not? be able to to have these but the thing is with that energy you have to be open to it you have to be if you're not open to it you block it it, it mm-hmm. gets blocked it goes it can go from you could feel a certain way but if you don't really believe it it won't happen but if you truly believe that okay i want to do a thing it may not come in the way that you think it's going to do you know i like i said i want i wanted to act but i I was just open. And so I wanted, when I heard the word movie, I didn't matter. It didn't matter to me what side of the camera I was on. I was like, okay, I'll do, I'll do uh, film production work. I worked behind the scenes for almost 10 years on films, but you know what? But because I was close to that, um, it, it made me happy. It, it, it fed something in me and I knew that that path would get to the next thing. And then later, um, you know, I've, 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 I felt really fortunate to to have my mental uh, because yeah, growing up was hard. Um, I guess to say I have to say my growing up, um, my mom drank a lot, and so we and me and my two sisters, yeah, we we went through some some things, and and I didn't know those things, um, which you know, there's some issues that my mom had that I didn't learn until later in life, and I understand. And I understood and, 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 you know, it was eye opening for me, but growing up as a kid, there were times when, man, it was, it was crazy. It was straight up crazy. I mean, 
Yeah, there's there's some there's there's a lot of stories, and I was gonna write, actually write a book about my mom because my mom is is awesome. She's she's still here, still kicking around. Um, just just really great heart, great style, great person, great great everything, man. Talk, put gave me what I am today. And my, my my dad also. My dad was a lot older when I was when I was a kid. He was fifty four when I was born. So wow, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, there's a, there's a story in there. There's a book or something uh, in there, but um, yeah. What I mean, see, I'm, I'm I'm off my point right now. <laughs> There's a, that's why we just have a conversation. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, this is yeah. where it's meant to go. You know, I, I look. I think uh, I absolutely think you should write a book. I mean, just what you said right now alone is a book in a lot of ways, right? And my point in asking the question isn't to put you on the spot. It's no. I think a lot of people, what I've realized in my journey is a lot of people try to put a lot of structure in place around like being in, like, you got to write your goals down. You got to look at them. You got to read them. You got to meditate on them. And that, that is one way that, that absolutely right. is one way. Yeah, definitely. There's another component to that where you, at some point you move past all that, right? Some people I think, I think it has something to do with creativity and tapping into your own creativity. And that doesn't mean that you need to be an artist or an actor or, or any of those things. Um, creativity can come in many different forms. And I think when you tap into that from your heart and you're open to yeah. the journey, that's when you notice things start really happening without resistance. You know, there's, I think we create a lot of resistance by feeling the need to plan and structure. And it do, it meets a human need of like certainty. I, I get that. Right. And some people need, need that. Right. But there is something beyond that. And that's what I wanted to give a sense. As you were talking, I was like, man, people, if you take anything away from this conversation, it's like, stay open yeah, follow you your to. heart and let the universe come to you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because of, Which uh, I know uh, sounds crazy in like the achiever American culture of like, go out and make shit happen. And that's true. You do the, the thing that I try to teach my kids is like when they, they work something up and I can see it, I can sense that they're getting nervous about it or they're making it a, a bigger deal than maybe it potentially is. Right. I, I keep it simple and I'm like, Hey, there's only one thing left to do. And I'm like, what is it? And they're like, just do it. And I'm like, that's right. You got to just go. At some point, you got to fucking launch. You got to just move. You got to go do something. Like we get in the habit of oh, overanalyzing all these things. And I think part of that is like this, the nature of work has kind of conditioned people and even the education system to think that they need to be productive when what they may need to do is just take a year and fucking unplug, right? And experience yeah. life yeah. in its form without a bunch of expectations or a bunch of goals. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go back to it, but that time may open you up in a way that you have no idea. Th that is the moment I think right now. I mean, this, this whole COVID thing, I think everyone who can, I know people have to work and they have to make money, uh, but 
even just being together with your family is it's been so important it's 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 a the pause exactly what you just said needs to happen needed to happen needs instead of you know it being used not for the right purpose it's the time to find and to let go of all that structure and and those things and those um yeah those things that we've created inside of our minds that we just wake up every day and we're go, 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 go. And, and think of the thing you got to run. I got to get this done. I got to, I mean, dude, I we still get trapped in that sometimes, but you have to be get into a place to set your mind up and realize there another side of, of us all that that's the thing that needs to be shining not the stuff you accomplish, not the stuff that you can buy, not the, the, the things that you can have and you can show other people. And that, in the end, that stuff doesn't mean anything, anything. That's why humanity, we need to get back to a place where we can be loving and be open, like what we're talking about. It's, it's about being open. And that's what the problem is with um, a lot of stuff that's going on. On either side, people aren't open, but people that are open, that's where the magic happens because right. when you know like i say i know you you've you broke out of out of new york um and you were open if you weren't open to do that you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't push the button you wouldn't totally you wouldn't you wouldn't do it and so you know me and my wife we've been you know christina we've been talking about like what what do we really want to do i mean we've we've been sick you know, we're being successful, which is crazy. I mean, if you don't know right now, I'm an interior designer. <laughs> so, so which which is great. We we just got on a, a cover to, to a major magazine. We've getting all this press, all this stuff. But, you know, we're, we're having fun with it. But there is that side of that we, you know, you talk about where where it's the work, it's the thing, it's to get the next one, it's the 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 machine it's the you know it's like but you have to dig down within yourself and find you got to find the peace in everything and 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 be open uh i mean that's how we we started this whole thing but it came from the movie thing she did movies also we sort of knew we had this thing that could work and it and it works um and but you don't have to be you know trapped in anything and there, there are times, man, you know, you've seen me where you feel trapped and you f- see no way out of, of situations and things. And, and, but there's, there's always a way out. Totally. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a you know, and, and that, that's, that's the power of you, regardless, just, just got to stay positive in it all, man. Cause it's, it's life is beautiful. There's amazing, beautiful stuff happening. People are making and doing amazing things. And, and we, we, we all should recognize that. And, you know, in, in family and love that in the end, what, what do people say? Love, love is everything. And that's true. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I agree with you on like the, it, all of that sounds so simple and it truly (laughs) is right. We, if you just stop to peel back the layers which is which is a process and it takes time it doesn't happen you don't very few people 
just have like a singular aha moment where like it's all of a sudden you see total clarity with the universe. Usually it unfolds over time. Right. Once you unfold it, your, your life takes on a different force. It takes on the things that were hard become easy. Now you're consciously choosing how to stretch yourself so that you grow in the most sustainable way possible and still allow for some of, uh, for a lot of things to come into your life that, you know, you're not necessarily looking for, right? That's the whole beauty. I think that's your point is like, it's the beauty of life and enjoying that moment. Like people, as we've transitioned out here, people are like, don't you miss New York? And I'm like, no, I, I don't not, not in a way of like, maybe we should move back. I, I played all out there. I fucking moved there with a duffel bag and $4,000, which was enough to survive for eight months. And I went on a 15 year run and started a company and built buildings and bought buildings and like played that real estate game at the highest level. Right. You did. And it, and I was in that box and and the tunnel closes in and closes in and closes into that point where you're like, okay, I can't move. I can't see anything, but Sorry, sorry about that. No, I'm good, I'm good. But you're like, there may be light there, (laughs) right? I may be able to get out of this tunnel. I can't see it right now, but I may be able to get out. And that's what I try to communicate to people is like, (laughs) yeah, man. Sorry about that. All good, all good, man. It's it's life. Yeah, it's life, right? It's good for people to to hear that stuff. It's not like the the whole intention of this show is to allow for a forum to have these types of conversations to see, because everyone has different journeys and paths on the way there. Right. Yeah. And it, I've noticed as we've transitioned that people are like, Oh yeah, but how did you get, you like did all this work and like made all this money. I'm like, I didn't really make that much money. It's expensive to live in New York. I mean, I made more money than the average American certainly. Uh, I did things that the average American wasn't willing to do, right. you know, yeah. and I'm okay with those things. Right. And I'm also okay taking a pause and not having any of those things. Right. And in a lot of ways that the freedom to make that choice and say, well, I don't, I don't know where next year's income is going to come from, right. but I'm going to follow my heart. Right. Yeah. People it- can, you can make that choice. Right. And it's, that I'm really thankful with how resource light we were when I was growing up because my mom never focused on money. It was just a tool for her to provide as stable as an environment as she could, you know? Yeah. Same here. Same here. And it didn't always work. Right. Yeah. There was a reasonable amount of instability, some, you know, more instability than, felt good to me, but a lot less than I've heard in terms of other people's lives, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an incredible thing. I think getting out of New York provides a lot of clarity, right? It's that, that's my opinion. It, I've gotten even more, I was clear on the way out right? <laughs> and even transitioning out of the city I mean, I get, especially to a place with so much nature, you know, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. We're, it's, 
man, it's, 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 it's really important. You know, yeah. like I said, we, the, the few last few conversations that we had when you guys were about headed out, you know, I could see it in your eye, you know, <laughs> you, you were, you were, dude, you were lasered in and it, it yeah. was, it was, it was, was like, it was magical to see. It was like, it was like, dude, you found your thing. You found your, the, the way or to, that's, that's going to be good for you. Um, and like I said, the key was that you're open to it. Uh, I've, I've had, f you know, people and friends, same thing, just, just, they refuse to be open for some things. Um, you know, you set them on a path or, or the path is there sometimes and, and you can't, they don't see it or you can't see it, uh, to be like, no, 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 you can, you can. And, and I've been there. I mean, I'm still, I'm still working on stuff, you know, daily of, of trying to, you know, just to, just to be better and to, to be more open and to be loving, more loving and, 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 and enjoying life and not, you know, and realizing that you don't have to be trapped, uh, in, in a, in a certain way or a certain reality, because sometimes that reality, like you say, is not a real reality. It's one that you've created that you, you're keeping yourself in. You're, you're like, Oh, I, but I've got to do the thing. And I do, but you're like, Actually, you don't, because look at what just happened this year. All the rea all the realities that we had, that we all were set up for the year. I remember at the beginning of the year, the first quarter, here we go. Yeah, we're doing well, blah, blah, blah. And then done. So mm -hmm. we all had to pivot. We all had to do something else and to, to, to mold ourselves into these different things in different ways. And I think that's great. I think the world, I'm so glad it, it didn't just happen in New York, you know, I'm glad that not, not that I'm glad, I'm not glad about the, the deaths and the things in that way. I'm glad that it made the world stop and look and pause and to realize that they can do something different. They can mm -hmm. feel different. They can, um, you know, just, just, and, and there are other things, as you see, all these things just sort of kind of escalated with each other. I mean, then the whole Black Lives Matter thing and the, you know, there's just so many, many layers to this this year. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to say, but but I think it's it's time. It's time to tackle all this stuff and realize that it's going to take time to 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 put a dent in it. And we should want to put a dent in it and, and, and do as much as we can to uh, become the people that we should be all together. Not, you know, there are people doing great things, but as a people, we should be the best that we can be all together. I mean, it's, it's crazy that we have to take tragedy and things to make, you know, when people need stuff to make them be a better person. I mean, when, you know, the, 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 it's crazy. Uh, when I was, it's so bizarre, man. It's, 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 it's deep. You know, I, it's so funny. I feel, I feel like, you know, I guess the racism inside of me, uh, when I became a blue man at blue man group, um, I was the first African-American that they hired, uh, in the show. Um, I didn't understand what the big deal was. <laughs> I was like, first, first of all, we're, you're blue. So, so that takes away the, the racial part of a show of the, of anything like that. But it was, I think it was a big, it was a big deal. Um, and to, to know that a person of color could do that. It's like, yeah, I could, I could drum, 
I can I can nonverbal act. I can I can do everything that that character does, uh, and I did for for almost eighteen years. Uh, wow. Yeah, long time, That's man. Wild. Long run. Yeah. I mean, I have to. I'm super thankful for that. Was my first job in New York. I arrived here, and within five months, I had that that job. Uh, and I'm super super thankful. But it was it was that universal thing again that lined me up for that. How did that uh, job come about? Uh, I, someone that I knew saw the show and they talked about it, and I was like, okay. I didn't even live in New York at the time, um, and then. Um, moved to New York and went to the trade papers backstage or something like that. And Saul was like, Oh, that show's having an audition. Uh, I, I think I had sent them a headshot probably years before or year before, uh, went to the audition and they recognized me from my headshot. They're like, Oh yeah, we actually tried to get in touch with you because of, but I had moved from, from South Carolina, uh, to New York and went in for the audition, got a call back. I think that night, uh, dude, I didn't even know what the show was about. I had no idea, nothing. <laughs> had never seen the show. Had had no. All I do is like, here is the, these okay, these three blue guys. Okay, I don't know. They went in. Uh, they were like, okay. You, I, I went back that night. There was a callback sheet thing. They're like, hey, have you have you even seen the show? I was like, no. And I went and watched the show. Blew my mind. I was like, first of all, I was like. There's no way I'm going to be able to, I thought I wasn't, would not be able to do that because the technical, the skill, the drumming was at such a high level um, that I was like, wow, I'm, I can drum, but not like that. And, and I can, you know, do these physical things, but you know, it was, I jumped in, man, didn't think about it. Cause I was open, didn't care. Didn't, you know, people were telling me, they're like, oh, you know, you're the first black guy they hired. I didn't care. All I knew is I was like, I can I can learn to do what those guys do. I can learn the music. I can learn all those those elements, and it did it didn't matter to me. Uh, and the you know here's this character had nothing to do with color. But the crazy thing is, in this world that we live in, people would find the thing to separate me, even when I was blue, which was bizarre to me. There 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 were there were some times when there were there were, you know people would comment on my physical features underneath. They're like, are you the black guy? Or the, you know, yeah, my features are what they are. So it's, it's so funny that humans get set, they set themselves up in a certain way that they need to do what we said, label something. They need mm -hmm. to, they need to find some sort of thing in something. And I would think that that'd be like, did you not just see a show with three blue guys in a show that took you on this amazing journey but you were thinking that I was the bl the black guy underneath. I was like, you you came to watch the wrong show, or you you know. But I mean, that wasn't with everyone. There there are great things in there. Uh, what, but my point was that in in that show there was a, <laughs> a, a in the early show there was a thing where the blue men go out and get a taxi, and you know, and that was that was during the time where yeah, taxis would would not pick me up to take me to Brooklyn. Even after I'd done the show, I was like, this is insane. I was like, this is, you know, it, it is what it is. They they would, I've had hundreds of taxis pull up and I said, I'm going to Brooklyn. Boom. They would just drive off with the door open or whatever. And, yeah. And when 9-11. That's why fucking Uber exists, man. Yeah. Because fucking taxis I, kept driving. 
Exactly. Dude, that, that's exactly why. So I, I completely get that. And when 9-11 happened, it was the easiest time for me to get a taxi. It was insane. It was, it was day and night. Taxi drivers were like, wherever you want to go. And I remember taking one taxi and I'm not sure where the guy was from. Uh, but he was, he was afraid for himself for the situation of that of the towers going down and people were um, pointing the fingers at certain races and things like that. And and he was talking to me about it the whole way to Brooklyn. And he was like, he's like, you know, my brother, we are we are like brothers, you know, and he gave me the Quran. He was like, mm. he was like, you, you, you must read this and, and we must stick together. And, you know, and I felt where he was coming from. But I also felt that you know, why weren't people feeling like that before? Like, why does humanity need some sort of event to make them be better? When we we could do this every day, we could be just better. We could choose to be better. We could choose not to have wars. We could choose not to fight and we could choose to, <laughs> you know, not do all this, these things, man. And, and it's like that, that, that and that time is is now for us to do that. To, for in sure this, in this situation that that we are all in and 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 that is what i'm saying that i'm glad for the situation that we are all in it and that it's not just one area it's just not you know over here it's just not over there because that's what we we love to separate ourselves also be like oh, no that's them they're they, they you know oh that's on new york because uh you know and it's like it's like no this is humanity like you said this is humanity we are one i mean just I mean, what do we need? Some aliens to come down to really frighten us and that we band together? It's like, no. totally. Yeah, man. It's like, no, just be better people. Just just be the best that we can be. Yeah, I would, I would laugh not because uh, the concept of ending war, but because um, I recorded a show yesterday with AJ, who we do like a fatherhood yes, pod- yes, version yes. of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it ended on that note where we we started talking a little bit about politics. And I was like, why do all the big shows that have all this distribution focus people's energy on politics? And he brought something up. I think he asked me, I don't know exactly how it came up, but he asked me, he was like, well, what would you do about war? And I'm like, why can't we just start the process of ending it? And he's like, I just don't think it's possible. And I'm like, it's not possible because you don't believe it's possible. I'm not saying do it irresponsibly. I'm not saying, you know, leave countries in shambles, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I it's funny that we're just we, you and I are on that same frequency of like, you know, we're all just humans. Yeah. We're all, we're all just flying through this space and if you can't your mind tries to trick you into seeing the negative in all of these things right exactly and and that's and that's like a baseline level of frequency Mm -hmm. and i do think at some point it probably served a purpose in 2020 when literally anything you could possibly imagine you can create at your fingertips that you don't need that negativity no not at all no you don't need it and it's a choice it is a choice i know people are struggling right now and they may feel like all of their options have been stripped away. It's not 
true. It's just an illusion. You there's all in in America at least, right? Yeah, yeah. There's always another option. The country is filled with stories of people that came from absolutely nothing, gave up everything, pursued what they were passionate about and created a life for themselves. It's not just about money. You hear the ones that are about money. And I think that's part right. of what's uh, distorting is that it is the not every story needs to end in someone being a billionaire or a millionaire. Right. 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 Yeah, the stories yeah. of like the everyday heroes of guys that say, you know what, my family is more, my time that I can give to these children and my wife are more valuable than the pursuit of any material thing. Those, that's a fucking hero, right? No. That's someone who doesn't need to manage their ego. And I used to, by by the way, I did not used to think that way. Right, Right. Right. Like you, I grew up, the role models that I had were famous people. Yep. Because those were the people that I wanted to be like. I didn't want to be in the struggle every day. Yeah, no, of course. And when you look at that, that's where you go. You're like money, 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 right? Your mind just does that. And you lose kind of the compassion and creativity in the pursuit of that. You don't have to. Some people find the balance in all of it. And it's, I think the more you do from your heart, which is, it's just incredible to me that you literally walked into one of the most successful performing arts things of our time. And you're like, Oh, I've never seen the show. Like I, yeah, you tried to get a hold of me. I had moved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I com- completely, completely. And then you did it for 18 years and yeah. it's what, what, what within it did you really love about it? Was it the music or the physical? Was it the combination of those things? Cause I know you're musically inclined. Yeah. And you- I'm just curious. It was, in the end, it was the human connection. It was because Blue Man Group does not have the third, you know, the fourth, the wall. There is no wall. The character roams the audience in the show. We we grab unsuspecting people from the audience and we bring two of them on stage during the show. Uh, at least the last iteration of the show that I did, that's what we did. And... Um, it was powerful because here you have an audience who have become a sort of a collective at the beginning of the show uh, because they've got these signs and things that, that are telling, kind of giving them this sort of prompting them. And so they, by the, by the time the show starts, they are a unit. It's like a, a group of people together. They're here. And there's always, of course, those dads and those people who sit there with their arms folded who don't want to really be involved in that. That's just that's like humanity. There are people who are open to 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 be into something and there are people who are not. And yeah, they sit there and they've with their friend, like, hey, what is this thing going on here? Yeah, okay, all right. And the great thing is, in this show, I've seen that rollover. I've seen at the end of that show, that guy who was sitting there with his arms is on his feet hitting these giant balls that we throw out in the audience and having a ball and laughing and, you know, doing all these things. Um, I thought that was powerful to, to, 
to be into something and the character we you literally could have individual moments with people you could walk out into the audience and stare someone right in the face i mean that's what the character does he's wide-eyed and he's curious and he seems he's might be a little dangerous or or he's about to you know do something really fun or something and people were were you could see it was very telling for humanity for me there there were there was this sometimes there'd be a sadness on in someone's face and sometimes there'd be this joy and sometimes there'd be this fear and sometimes there'd be this this unknowing this that's you know when we would bring people on stage there'd be people who would pull away it's it's funny you you're pulling someone on stage they're pulling away but they're standing up at the same time so they're, they're sort of saying, I don't want to go on stage, but I want to go. And so they would, they would rise and they would come and then they would have the best time of their lives. Or some people would, you know, I've, I've seen people cry on stage from, from having so much fun. I've seen people being really fearful and I've, and that's what we do as humans. But I got to be this silent character for 18 years and to entertain people without saying a word not saying anything, but just with my openness, because that character is so open. So the, the great thing about the show, my show was never the same show um, because the audience was always different. It's just like walking outside. You're not going to run into the same people every day. And so I was open to move within the confounds of the show, but to be open to that human audience and what they were going to give me and what I was going to give back. And yes, we, and we, but the music was amazing, which would then suck people in even more. That's what I thought was amazing. I, I was like, Blue Man Group is one, being in one of the greatest bands ever that never has to sing. That's having, you know, you, you set people up with this physical comedy, with this stuff and these things that you were like, how the hell can these guys do this? You know, we would do, throw and catch things and catch stuff in our mouths and we would do all these things. And people would just be like, what am I watching? And then we would go into this music that was on these PVC pipes. That was, it was beautiful. It was a, it was, it was a beautiful thing. And yeah, we, you know, the comedy was great. Um, but it was, that was the connection for me. was, was being connected to the audience. And, and I remember late after when I first got in the show, just being physical and going all out, I had two knee surgeries from the show from doing that all out physical craziness, jumping off the stage and just just being as, going as 100% as you can. In the end, I realized that I could give the same amount of energy without the crazy physical. And the my character was deeper because the character was me. Uh, and that's, that's what I learned. I was like, and it, it taught me something about myself um, and, to, and to how to connect with, with people on a, a whole nother level. And it was yeah there were there were times where I, there was times where I, I cried in the show in the in the character where just a moment with someone like just takes 10 seconds you're looking at someone they're looking at you and no, neither person is saying anything and sometimes you can see a sadness in someone's face or you can see this all of the emotional content that humanity has to offer in that show i got to do that for 18 years and even with some you know like I say, with this fame thing, even people, super famous people, same thing. It's crazy. My very first movie um, 
uh, role that I got was um, Rambling Rose. And my scene was with Robert Duvall, which was mind blowing. Once again, the universe handed me being this black kid who just wanted to act. Uh, I got an agent in a small town in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, that's when I, I moved there to actually was doing film production. I was still doing film production. Uh, got a call to come work on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the very first one. I, I was like, okay, I, I, I went. But, I, but in my heart of hearts, I, I still wanted to act. I was like, okay, I'm going to get a local agent. I did. Um, and not long after, she called me and she's like, I got an audition for you. I auditioned for the ro this role, of uh, this movie called uh, Rambling Rose, Flora Dern, Robert Duvall. And my two scenes was just me and Robert Duvall. And I was like, my mind was blown, was just on fire because Robert Duvall is like the, yeah. He He's is the, oh my God, man. Yeah. He, he, his skills are off the charts. I mean, they've always been off the charts. Everything he's ever done was off the charts. And here I am just wide-eyed and, and just like, I mean, you know, just, and I, I felt super fortunate. And I, I did that. And I remember watching him. And afterwards, I was like, he didn't do anything. That's what, <laughs> what I mean. Oh, I was like, when, when I was doing our scenes, I expected something more. I was like, he didn't do anything. And then when I wa went and watched the movie, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I was like, he did everything. And, but because of who he is, so subtle, so in it. So it's, it it's, I, I learned so much in that first, my first film role. I was like, oh, you just be yourself is the key. Being yourself, just being, coming with your heart, knowing, knowing what you have to say. Just be yourself. You know, before I had this idea of, of be, be the character, be this thing. It's like, but I'm always going to be the character. And that's what I learned in Blue Man Group was even not saying anything, be myself. And that was the key. And, and to run that full circle, one show, I jumped off the, we, we used to climb through the seats, through the audience. I jumped down. I'm standing right in front of Robert Duvall. What? Dude, dude, that's no fucking nuts. No shit, man. Here I am silent and I'm staring right at Robert Duvall. I was like, it was, it was crazy. I was like, it, like this full universal circle thing. It was, it was magic. It was, it was magical. That's you know? incredible. Yeah. He, you know, of course he had no idea who I was, but I was like, I was like, this is a very special moment for me. You know, mm. another one. You know, I've, I've, right. had, I've had, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, the power and the things are there and it's the simple things, you know, it's, it's, it's us being able to just to be open and to, you know, want things to be better and to, to be more, more because we are, we are all can be more, you know? Yeah. It, it sounds like, um, you've been fully present in a lot of what you've done in life. And what I mean by that is like, actually, and probably because the fact that you were acting and you had this responsibility to be on stage and to put on this show. And I actually even think because you weren't allowed to talk, you had to be even more present 
in those performances, which it, I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie. It, I've had all the people that I've talked to super thankful for. Everybody has an incredible story. I feel the universal flow of love through fucking the inner web of things right now from you. And we've talked about that. We haven't talked at this length about your whole story, but it's really beautiful, man. It's I'm really, I'm like on the edge of tears this entire oh, time. Yeah, man. It's, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too. I'm so thankful. I mean, yeah, I've, like like anyone else i've you know haven't been the perfect human you know but but i but i, I want to be in my way um and and to and, and for my family and and for the life that that i'm living and and i know that there's so much more for to give and to um take the ego out uh you know i've spent time in the ego and it's like that doesn't serve you at all. It just, it, it doesn't. And, and the, the things that I've been able to do in my life so far have been, man, coming, growing up in North Carolina in the, our little tiny house and my mom just having these dreams and these aspirations to, it's, it's, man, you know, man, I'm, yeah, I'm getting teared up too. Um, you know, we, we, I can say, even today, like I said, my wife and I have an interior design business and yeah, we made the cover of House Beautiful Magazine this month off, <laughs> off, off of a, a job that we just, we'd never done anything like this. We, we took it on right before COVID as just, you know, we decided, we're like, sure, we'll, we'll do that. And, and we did. And at the end of the project, it was a, it was an amazing project, uh, and they were like uh, they they did two covers for the month, and they're like we chose your room uh, as one of the covers. Man, that blew my mind because when I was a kid, here we are in this little house in North Carolina in Charlotte, and my mom used to get House Beautiful magazine, and I would flip through that magazine with her, just dreaming of just having a house like this or a house like that, and in a chair like that and, a, and all that stuff, man. So that stuff was embedded in me. And then to get on the cover of that magazine is, I'm, I, I can't even, man, I can't even say anything, man. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, 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 to maintain. And I realize how the universe works and how this is, there's a power, man. It's, it's, I mean, there's, there are times I don't use it, but it's happening and it's happening all around me all the time. I mean, everything I'm doing, like I said, I didn't even, you know, my wife is, is a genius at, at interior design and, and yeah, you guys are incredible. <laughs> yeah. And when, and when she pulled me in with her to do this, and then when I realized what we were doing together, just turned into this, this other thing and, and we're just you know, just hitting a stride, you know, we, yeah, to, to, to think that we did a, a job that is, um, you know, there was, there was no money for us. It was, it was for, it was for free. So we, we were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on this project. And, and it, it was, and the outcome was beautiful. 
it was like, we did this thing for the love of what we do. And yeah, and I, I can't, my sister is going to, you know, show my mom the magazine. Uh, my mom is uh, in North Carolina. I mean, she's old, she's older. Her health is not, not so great, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be exciting for her when I, you know, can explain to her be like, yeah, I'll be like, look, we, we designed that room that's on the magazine that, that we used to look at. I used to look at with you. So yeah. That's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. Man. It's, I, uh, you created it, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, there's not really any other way to put it. That's, that's, uh, really, really powerful stuff. Yeah, man. You guys, you, well, you guys have, you are the walking embodiment of creativity. You know, you guys, it's, I'm glad that the universe put us together in a strange, in, in, in a bankruptcy and chaos, <laughs> you know? And, uh, Oh man, I know, man. Isn't that crazy, dude? Cause yeah, when you, you know, when you did your building and you called us up and you were like, Hey, I'm, I'm building a building. And we were, we were like, we're in. And, <laughs> dude, that was, was, it was awesome. It was, that was awesome. That was a tough project for me on oh, a lot man. of levels. And, yeah. uh, but it was, it was awesome. And I honestly, I didn't even think, I told you guys, I didn't even consider anyone else. I don't know why it, we, in that project that we worked on at Lehman, there was just like a special connection there. Yeah, man. You know? It's like, I, I really am thankful to you for that. man. it's like, you know, I'll never forget that. I remember you, you saying exactly what you like. I haven't called anybody else. I called you guys. <laughs> and, and we, it's, and the crazy thing is, dude, we were uptown and drove by the building two days ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's still standing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it looks great. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Well, you guys had a big part in that. It, yeah. It's a, it, I'm, regardless of how difficult it was, I'm in, it, it makes me proud to know that I could create that in my mind and go do it. Dude. That's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that thing, man, the power, the power that we all have and, and how we need to use it and keep it, keep it moving. And, you know, I just want all the, the noise, you know, getting rid of the, we got to get rid of the noise. Uh, totally. You know, cause it's there, it's everywhere. And it's, um, you know, I think, I think once we realize that we can purposely, you know, make the decisions to get rid of the noise, then we can, you know, see clearly and, and seeing clearly doesn't mean that we all have to agree. And that's totally, that, you know, I think that's what it throws people off. They think that, Oh, you're not this and I'm not that. And I'm not going to ever be that. It's like, that's okay. That's, that's really okay. Because in the end, we all go to the same, we leave this place in the same way. So yeah. it's not, and some, nothing's going with you, but the nothing, soul, man, nothing. that's it. <laughs> nothing that's at it. all. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I know you guys will get the clarity you need. If, if the universe has ever sent you a sign, I would say, write that book. And, uh, dude, you were like built for this, man. I feel like you guys, you know, start a show you, you know, know what yeah you know if you're we, interested <laughs> yeah you know what i i think that will happen also i think i think whatever we're thinking 
I mean, we've got some things cooking up. Uh, as you know, we, we've been just fortunate because, like I said, we use our minds to just to create. Like you said, we, we don't have any, any um, yeah, we're open to the to the to the craziness of it all like i said we created the the, the swick board thing that we that we made which is you know this surfboard with speakers in it but it's not for surfing but it's just listening of, of of so it doesn't end up in a land heap somewhere but just a cool thing that we just came up with and we're in wallpapers and designs and and stuff and we just i think that's what life has to be if you if you close yourself off and and don't be open to ideas and things, I, I mean, then you're 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 limiting yourself on. And, and yeah, there's fears. People get fearful. They think that oh, I'm not going to be successful or I'm not going to be. It's like don't even worry about all that. Don't worry about any of that. Just do. Just just do it. Just do whatever. And and yeah, I'm 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 guilty of of that of of having great ideas and not going, moving, moving forward on it. Uh, I, I definitely say that. So, but I know just doing and doing what you love and what you want and what you feel, uh, is key and, and not try to, because you're right when I can say, I mean, we all have to make money and we have to do stuff, but when it comes about that, it doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah. People may get high up and say, Oh, I made all, all of this, but in the end, was it, what does it really mean? You know? Right. It's like, that's, yeah. that's a healthy way to look at the universe. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's balanced. And I think that's just like what people need more of is the other people that have found that path. Exactly. You know, yep. and you know, you're clearly, I would, strongly encourage you to write that book <laughs> I yeah i i, I, I think it's about a, it. I've, I've i've thought about it for for a long time i was just like i mean it's it's you know you you divulge your 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 life and you put it out there and your stories and your things but it makes for anything that is going to uplift people and help someone else see that what's possible is key because we all have read read that book from someone else. And you imagine if they didn't write that book? Totally. If they didn't say anything, if they kept it to themselves, that's not that's not how we we do this. It's like it is about sharing. And it's about, like you say, even strangers can affect you. Even someone doesn't doesn't know you, if they play you a compliment or or say something to you, it's it could stick with you forever. So that is the connection of humanity that is, is that we have to realize that it is, um, um, that it's, we're all connected and, and it's, there's no getting away from it. That is, that, that is the, you know, all I could say about that is like, we think that, oh, if you're, you know, if you're in a gated community, if you're over here, but in the end, the, the human connection, it's, that's all we all are. And we, we have that, we are connected. We, we are. You know, and it's and it shouldn't matter about race or or finances or anything like that. It's like we're all connected. And yeah, man. You know, I think ultimately that's what this country is is about. 
I mean, it's what all of humanity is about. And I'm, I say that about this country because, um, it is a special place where you can do, you have a lot of more freedom than most people get. Yeah. And, uh, you're in the lucky sperm club just by being a part of it. Right. With the imperfections and the blemishes and those things, which is like, I, I wanted, I thought of something earlier when you were talking about that kind of need for perfection. And I think the perfect human is imperfect. <laughs> That's what makes you perfect, right? It is. It's the it's that ability to think about something that you experienced and decide to grow from that, right? Think about something you read. Think, think about an experience you had in life and grow from that. And as someone who spent the majority of my life swimming upstream, uh, resisting that, right? You, your experience is entirely different once you make it through on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the key is just being open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> know that, know that there is another side, right? Yeah. yeah. And believe it and move through life in, in your journey. Right. And that's the, honestly, it's the, my objective for these interviews and this podcast is, uh, or my philosophy, I should say, is you never know what is going to resonate with someone. Right. Exactly. Right. The same way the people who told you that you looked like Sidney Poitier could never know what that would mean to you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you took that compliment and created meaning out of it exactly right yeah and that that is the essence of a community and being human and just being good to other people even though you may not know them that well you know yeah man it's uh it's not really hard to do that's a hundred percent that's that's what we're talking about um passing it on just passing on positive is even even like you say the slightest things just or just saying hello to someone on the street or paying someone a compliment or anything that's how we're all connected and that's that's how we should be and that's how we should stay and we should you know like we live in this you know we live in this stuff man where where people get online and they comment and they say nothing but negative things uh yeah that's that's not the way it should be it it should be if you don't have anything to say that's going to uplift someone or make them feel good about themselves, don't say anything. Um, you know, that's, that's, that is definitely my philosophy, you know, now it's, it's like, we don't, that's the key is that we don't all have to agree, but you, you don't have to let someone know in an ugly way that you don't agree. Um, there's ways to either not say anything because you're not going to move the needle by being ugly or mean or, or, or like that. It's like, no, just pass on good things because yeah, that does change the world. That does make us go in the right direction. So regardless of where you are and what side you think you're on, just, just only say good things and do good things. And, and you know, it's so beautiful that. stuff, man. It's <laughs> I've, I've found as I personally have kind of let go of the ego component i've found a lot of peace in just being silent 
Right. And in, in, a, in what that means, it may sound odd that I'm putting out a podcast <laughs> where, I'm t- where I'm talking, but I honestly do like just to listen. I mean, this was an intense episode for me. If, if you couldn't tell that from tone, if you're listening or from video. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, I had no idea where, where this was going to go today. <laughs> me neither. Me, me neither. But yeah. I knew it was going to go somewhere good. Right. But it's awesome. It's great. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I look, I sincerely appreciate you sharing um, your, your story and the, the truth of your experience in your story. It's, it's a powerful thing. I think a lot of people will gain a lot from it. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading a book if the universe has that in, in store for us yeah, or whatever else comes up, listening to, listening to a show or whatever the creative mind of general comes up with next, because I know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, I, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm glad I was able to get on here and do this with you. This is fantastic. You know. Yeah, where uh, where can people? Where do you want to point people to find you at for some of the different things you guys are doing? You know what? They can they can go to our website. Uh, just me and General Design. That's me and A N D. Just spelled out and General Design. Uh, dot com, and uh, you can check us out and see what we're up to. And uh, or you can go to actually, there's a um, on uh, YouTube right now. You can check out uh, it's uh, House Beautiful. Uh, whole home a uh, denver uh on youtube uh it's their their series hold on look at me let's see i don't have anything to look on my phone yeah no if you send me the link i'll post that in the episode notes too along okay. with your website yeah that i'll way see, people I'll, can I'll find see that it. and people can check that out it's going to be up for for a few months but it's uh it's a, a look into our, our interior design company and the project that we're, we're talking about that we did in denver that we you know got on the cover uh and we're so thankful for and i'm thankful for all of this i'm thankful for being able to talk to you um and all of it because it's worth being thankful for you know everything everything (laughs) thank you man i uh yeah i i couldn't agree more yeah all right folks that's it general whoa that uh that went to a deeply philosophical and spiritual place i i was really overcome with uh with a lot of emotion during that interview i I think general story just hits you in in the heart and i'm i'm really glad that uh, we were able to do this that was incredible there there's so many nuggets i you know as i'm processing it I always struggle trying to make clips because the whole conversations matter and the flow of them matters because it builds up to these points of these these nuggets. And I really feel, you know, this is one of those episodes where the whole thing is a nugget. So if you watch the whole thing, I appreciate it. General appreciates it. Make sure you check them out and follow them on social media and check out what they're doing from a design perspective. They are incredible designers, world-class designers. Uh, they just had an episode launch, which we'll put in the in the uh, episode links. And, you know, that's the beauty of two people coming together, having a real conversation. So I'm glad you guys enjoy it. Shout out to Chris Williams uh, for producing the show, as always. And look forward to the next one. 